0: Welcome to Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries, where we take a biblical approach to culture's difficult questions. Welcome, guys, back to Unapologetic. It is a podcast ministry of Embrace Church in Forest, Mississippi, and our goal and desire is to answer culture's difficult questions with the bible because we believe the bible is god's written infallible word for his followers today to give us instruction and uh, to teach us and to correct us Uh, but it also is a word of truth and security for those who will trust it who are in the world who may be skeptical and have questions about christianity and god and who jesus is and what his ultimate plan, and so the reason that we always open up our podcast explaining that we are unapologetic of the truth, we believe that there is an absolute truth, that things are not relative as a lot of people would say. Now, there's some things obviously that are relative to to, to people in certain situations, but the truth is absolute, and so we always proclaim that, and if you come to Embrace Church, if you come to any of our meetings, whether it's New Creation on Monday nights, or whether it's an event that we're hosting or holding, or one of the preachers of this church that is proclaiming, we're going to stand firm on the truth, and we are unapologetic about that. And so, as you know, in the past, we've normally done um, newsworthy topics and change-my-mind topics, but we got something happening different today, right, Eli?
1: Yes, sir. So our last podcast was an interview with uh, Scott Walters, of all things new ministries Mm -hmm. and today we're going to have another interview with brother scott cockrell and um i'm excited about this transition over into interviews because i don't have to necessarily be the devil's advocate (laughs) for a little bit i get a break from kind of you know trying to think of all these crazy out there views so i think
0: that kind of happened in an organic sense i don't think we ever said in a pre-podcast meeting or even in approaching creating this this podcast that you were going to be the the devil's advocate, but you you fit that mold pretty good. Wow. <laughs> you do. What I'm saying is, is you do a good job in in posing the questions in a way to where I think the perspective of the world would be, and that we try to come back at. So, thank you.
1: I pre- that's a much better uh, compliment than the first thing that you said. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: good, good. Um, typically, we have in the office with us uh, our associate pastor Greg Pettigrew. He's uh, in the offices today, but he's not on the podcast today. Uh, he's had a couple of surgeries lately, and I know he would appreciate everybody's prayers for him as he recovers. Uh, but he is a sissy, and we are trying to make him a man, and so he'll eventually get there one day. So, <laughs> And I'm going to find out if he listens to his own podcast by that comment. <laughs> by that comment. So, Fair enough. Two weeks, or two podcasts in a row, we had Scott Walters, and now we got another Scott, Scott Cockrell, and Scott Cockrell and I go, go way back. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's kind of crazy, Scott, that we grew up 15 miles apart from each other, uh, going to rival schools. You went to Mindenhall High School, and I went to McGee High School, and we didn't know each other until we got to William Carey College in Hattiesburg, and... uh so that's, that's, it's kind of crazy how God chooses to weave lives together. And after, good night. How long ago has it been since we've been in college together, Scott?
2: Man, you're putting me on the spot here. But it's, it's got to be 20.
0: Man, Andy, what do you, what you, what you think here, buddy? It's, 20, <laughs> it's 20 25 plus at least because me and Laurie's been married 27 years. So, and and me and Laurie did not have a long courting time, you know, seven months and we was married. Yeah, it's been 25, 26 years, man. So it's been, it's been a while. Yeah. We, we, uh, we went to William Carey together. Uh, we roomed two trimesters out of three together. Um, and then we kind of just, I got married and went separate ways. And then we worked with the same, uh, power reading company, electric meter reading company. And saw each other then, and of course did some ministry together in Simpson County at different churches, and um, you know it's and, and st- stayed in touch all these years. You man, I feel like you've you've lived in some places that I haven't lived. You've kind of lived scattered all over South Mississippi, now North Mississippi, some into Alabama. Yeah, God bounced me from Mendenhall, Mississippi, to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, for four years a place
2: that uh, I know you love so well. Roll tide. And from there to Waveland, Mississippi, on the coast, and then to Gulfport, Mississippi, just in time for Hurricane Katrina. I got nailed by that in 2005. And then in 2006, uh, God moved me to North Mississippi, where I was the pastor at uh, two churches here. And uh, I've been here ever since. I've got four kids. Uh, one has already gone through the Tupelo school system, and I have three now. That are currently uh, in the school system here at Tupelo, and uh, you know, whenever you're following the Lord and and trusting in Him, uh, man, it's going to take you on a wild ride sometimes,
1: and that's exactly <laughs> what it's been for me, and I'm thankful for it every day. Amen. It,
0: it is definitely a wild ride whenever you are a Christian, uh, but whenever you are one who's surrendered to the call and and uh, He's He's leading you through that call, it can be a wild ride. It's a secure ride. But it's a it's a wild ride. Let's let's start off here just to kind of get our listeners um to to grasp, understand, put a um, put a face to the person just through your words and your experiences. Tell us about your faith journey. Where did your relationship begin with Jesus and tell us some of the situation of, of your calling into the ministry? Well, I wasn't raised in church um initially. Uh, my
2: parents didn't necessarily uh, go to church uh, when i was when I was a youth uh, at the same time God still found a way to get the gospel to me uh, I had an uncle who this is kind of somber but I had an uncle that drank himself to death by the age of thirty six and in the process of being in the hospital and uh, and seeing him deteriorate uh, a pastor came and witnessed to him on his deathbed and Uh, apparently my Uncle Paul uh, gave his life to Christ and the pastor came out to celebrate with us about that salvation, and um, when he began to explain that he had accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, I didn't really understand what that meant, and so I asked a couple of questions to him, and um, upon understanding what it meant to repent of my sins and to Surrender my life to Christ to ask Him to forgive me of my sins. Um, I surrendered the next night or so to uh, to Jesus Christ and got saved. And uh, ironically, I had a great grandfather that had always told me to read my Bible, so I I had a Bible beside my bed growing up, and I and I read it all the time. Of course, when you when you get saved, those scriptures definitely begin to take on a whole new meaning because you're reading it in spirit and not in flesh, but that's when I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. did did get baptized for for three years. I believe I was 16 years old whenever I uh, finally was baptized uh, at Main Street Baptist Church there in Mendenhall, Mississippi. And uh, almost immediately, about the age of 17, I began to feel a call of my life to do something more than just go to church, I felt a call on my life into the ministry. And um, I know you were a good athlete at, uh, at McGee High School and at Hall. I had some opportunities uh, to further my athletic career, um, football, basketball track, and uh, God had blessed me with some opportunities. But I felt whenever he was calling me into the ministry that he was calling me to deny those things to step away from those things, almost a a sacrifice, per se, uh, to leave those things and to answer the call to the ministry. And at a centrifuge camp at Gulf Shore Baptist Assembly in 1992, I answered the call to full-time Christian ministry. I had no clue what God wanted me to do. I never really spoke in front of anybody. I knew I couldn't sing. I didn't know what God wanted me to do. And to be honest with you, it didn't matter. I just knew that he was calling me to something. I sprinted down the aisle at the invitation at a centrifuge camp in 1992, and I said, I don't know what God wants me to do. It doesn't matter what he wants me to do. I'm just surrendering my life to him, and whatever he wants is what I'm going to do. And so that was when I was 17, 18 years old. Um, I was a youth pastor at a church months later. I mean, it wasn't long after that I was already a, a youth pastor at a church at Main Street Baptist Church in Mendenhall, Mississippi. And um, I had some youth that were older than I was. <laughs> but I remember God blessing that ministry, and I remember us having 10 or 12 get saved in my time there, that I went from there to Palmer Springs Baptist Church in, uh, in Mendenhall, Mississippi. I was a youth pastor there for a while. So small town roots, but uh, that's kind of where I, I took off um, as far as my ministry. My parents started going to church when I was 21. Uh, you and I were at William Carey College together. and I remember getting a phone call from my dad, letting me know that he had gotten saved. And uh, My family now, my parents have they have led worship. They have preached. They have been a youth pastor. They have taught Sunday school. They have played the piano. They have done everything in the ministry uh, since then. But it's just a, a, for my family, um, me initially coming to know Christ, I think my parents then seeing a, knowing that their son was now a minister, uh, kind of was a catalyst for, for even them beginning to, to go to church and, and to get right with the Lord.
1: Amen. So, so Brother Scott, um, how many years have you been in service and ministry?
2: 31 years this past August.
1: Amen. I, I remember you mentioning something about that. Last I saw you was that, our youth camp where you came and spoke. Um, and I remember you mentioning that you were getting ready to make some big changes in your life uh, geared towards the ministry. And so could you tell us a little bit about what God's doing right now in your life?
2: Yes, sir. And let me tell you, we'll talk about faith. Man, God is going to, uh, He's going to test us. He's going to make sure that um, He is number one in our life. And uh, and the reason for that, of course, is that what he has planned for us is so much better than anything that we or anyone else could have planned for us. And I've had a uh, a job for the last ten years, a secular job that uh, in the housing industry that uh, I've been blessed to have. Um, it's a six-figure job, and with the number of children that I have, that's that's about what it takes in order to <laughs> to live comfortably in North Mississippi. But God. Uh, longer ago than just recently i'm talking in the last couple of years god has began to move in my heart that hey you're not going to do this forever um, I- i'm going to call you to do something that's bigger than this right and um and I've talked to Andy a couple times before and because you'll you'll start to ask the question well well lord when when do I make this leap of faith when when do i jump and you'll start to, to ask him questions. And if you don't watch out, you'll get kind of confused because a part of you wants to, to linger here because it's comfortable. But then God is calling you to jump into something that's uncomfortable because he needs to test you, he needs to refine you so that he can get you ready for whatever it is that he's calling you to do next. And that is a, a giant leap of faith, especially when you have family and children that are dependent upon you for their financial security. So, you know, you've heard it said that um, why did it take 40 years for uh, God to bring the Israelites out of Egypt and into Canaan? Well, it's not that he was taking 40 years to get them out of Egypt. It it took 40 years to get Egypt out of them. And in my life, I, I began to realize going through the process that God had to make some changes in my heart. My motives had to change. way I thought about some things had to change. And so I I knew two years ago that God was going to call me and move me to do something else. And in the last year or so, it became pretty clear that God wanted me to write. He, He wanted me to write a book. And whether he's calling me to write a book and that's going to financially support me or... He's calling me to write a book just to see if I would trust him and have faith to do so. And it doesn't matter which one of those answers is correct. My job is to be obedient to what God's called me to do. And on August the 3rd, I gave my two weeks notice to my boss, and it completely floored the company that I worked for. Completely shocked. They had just offered me the opportunity for profit-sharing at my work 30%. Big raise, opportunity to make you know a quarter of a million dollars a year potentially, and here I was stepping away from something to go out and and to do whatever it is that God has called me to do. And, and you know how people will say, and this is accurate, that when you read the Bible, the Bible turns around and reads you. Right. God's word knows it. God's word knows exactly what you need, what you're searching for, what you're seeking, and every answer that we could possibly look for is in the Bible. Well, I read a psalm every day, every day except for Sunday. And on Sunday, of course, whatever I'm preaching or whatever, I may be hearing a preacher preach is the the scripture that I kind of study that day. But I I read a psalm every day. And on the day of August the 3rd, here I am, I'm looking for an opportunity to tell my boss, hey, listen, I'm fixing to leave this job. and give you my two weeks notice. I'm fixing to leave. And I don't know what day that's going to be. And I've tried multiple times to to meet up with this guy. He's always on the road. He's always on a plane somewhere. So it's always, it's difficult to, to meet up with him. But on August the 3rd, my psalm for the day was Psalm 66. And there's a verse in Psalm 66 where the psalmist says, I will keep the vows of my lips that I have made to you during my time of distress. And what the psalmist is saying is, hey, there was a time when I was in a really, really tough situation and I made some promises to you, God. I made some vows to you and I'm going to keep those vows to you. And I I remember reading that psalm and I remember a time where I prayed to God, Lord, if you don't want me here, if you don't want me at this vocation, you make it clear to me and I will leave. That psalm popped up that day. That verse jumped off the page straight into my spirit, and the boss was going to be in the office that afternoon at 5 o'clock for the first time in a month. And I knew this is the day that I give my two weeks' notice. And so August the 17th is my last day at the job. I'm reading my psalm of the day. It's Psalm 78, and Psalm 78 tells us that those who were wandering in the wilderness between Egypt and between Canaan, they grieved, they provoked the Lord God of Israel basically by not trusting him, not remembering what he'd done for them in the past and not trusting him for the future by allowing him to bless them in the ways that he wanted to bless them. And so that's something that's personal to me and it may not make sense to anyone else. But God's word was reading me it was God's way of clarifying to me, you're fixing to take a step of faith. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be times when it's really difficult, but it's going to be great for you. And I want to do great things in you and for you if you'll just trust me.
0: Amen. That's, that's a pretty powerful testimony, Scott what God's doing in your life and and how He's leading. And I I know right now, um, as far as the book is concerned, and that part of this journey uh, is, is being formed. You and I have kind of shared some text messages back and forth, and you told me about where you're at in the writing of this book. And I don't know... I don't know if, if, if there's full disclosure on on the direction of the book or the title of the book or, you know, the intent of the book. But if there is, and we've only got about four minutes left, uh, can you share with us kind of the direction of the, the book in particular? Sure. Well, first off, I haven't written anything since the eighth grade when I did some creative
2: writing for the Tiger Tales <laughs> School newspaper. So I had to call you to do something. You know that is that is like this. You know, it, it's one of those situations where you know it's not you doing it. Mm-hmm. It's got to be God that does it in you. And so the the title of the book is "You Don't Tell the King No." Mm. Uh, very blunt, very very simple. But you don't tell the king no. And it's about my faith journey from taking the, the walk of faith to stepping out. And uh, if God calls you to do something, no matter what it is, it doesn't matter if it makes sense or not. We do what God calls us to do, mm-hmm. and uh, that—that's what you do. You don't tell the King no. And I'm fifteen thousand words in, and apparently I've got a long way to go. I'm nine <laughs> chapters deep in the book, and God has blessed me. That's—that's that's jumped out of my spirit onto the page. And but uh, when it comes to editing and publishing and promoting and things like that, I haven't got to that part of the process yet. But um, but I'm getting there. And yeah. praise the Lord that he's allowed me to have some speaking opportunities here in Lake County and uh, keeps, keeps you kind of fresh to stay in the word and to keep you sharp as far as what you're preaching, what you're writing. And uh, God has allowed me to, to have those opportunities too, Andy.
0: That's awesome. Um, you know, when you when you said the title of the book, the first thing that popped in my mind was that God would rather have obedience than sacrifice. Um, how God, how God desires, but also He demands because He is the one of authority. He is the King. And so, man, I'm I'm chomping at the bits. I'm not rushing you, but I'm rushing you because <laughs> because I, I, I want to read this book because of of uh, several reasons. One of which is that I, I guess. I'm a little bit different than probably most of our listeners. I've got a personal tie with you. I I read a few months ago, Robbie Gallaty's book, Recovered, I say a few months ago, maybe about a year ago now. And you and I went to William Carey with Robbie uh, before he became, who is known now as Robbie Gallaty, the pastor at Long Hollow Baptist Church in Tennessee, uh, and the one who's developed the Replicate Ministries, Discipleship Ministries. But, uh, the personal tie of the stories that I, I read that he had in his book, especially the earlier parts and reading his experience at William Carey and, and that age of life, you know, I was just kind of honed in on because I could, I could see myself there at William Carey with you and him and others. And so in, in anticipation to, to reading your book, I can I can see that as well. But two knowing knowing you, Scott, <laughs> I've known you I've known you for quite some time. Uh, you are the kind of person that for some reason gets involved in these situations, <laughs> and the, and has these stories that come out of these situations uh, that have always kind of blew, blew my mind. And I've always, uh, whenever you tell about those those situations in life, I'm just sitting there. Baited breath edge of the seat waiting on what's next so god's really gifted you uh in a, in a in a way of storytelling and sharing a story that keeps people baited and that's another reason that I, I love to hear you preach and we've had you um here at embrace we've had you at our our youth camps preaching and and i hope and pray that today's podcast would give other people an opportunity to hear you and invite you to where they're at so Let's do this, Scott, before we wrap this up. If you feel comfortable sharing a way in which our listeners can connect with you, whether that is an email address or anything like that you want to share, we want you to go ahead and share that.
2: Sure. Well, my email address is sbcg8r at yahoo.com. That's sbcgator at yahoo.com. I do have a Facebook page, which is Scott Cockrell. You'll see me wearing a black hat right there. Pretty simple. Um, I don't have a website set up for for what I'm doing as far as writing yet. I'm sure that will come in the future. Um, I do have a cell phone number, which is six six two six eight seven zero zero six two. It's best to text me and then let me try to contact uh, based on that text. But uh, man, anything that God wants me to do, calls me to do. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell him yes. You know, I'm not going to tell him no. Maybe I'll think about it.
0: Uh, So, any opportunities that I have, the Lord leads me to, man, I would definitely appreciate. Amen. Amen. Well, I am excited about what the Lord's doing in your life. I am so looking forward to this book. And uh, tell you what, we're going to do on the outro, or not in, excuse me, not on the outro, but in the notes of the podcast, there'll be this information. If you didn't get what Scott said as far as his email address or Facebook or phone number, we'll have that in the description for you uh, to be able to find. And if you have, any questions about that, you can reach out to him or you can reach out to us. Our info is on the, the outro of this, this podcast. Get in touch with us, and you feel free to call us here at the office at 601-469-2680. And we'd love to help you connect with Scott Cockrell and be a part of this journey with him and hear what God is doing in his life. Scott, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Hey, thank you, brother. Guys, thank you again for listening to Embrace Podcast, Um, unapologetic and where we are uh, unashamed of the truth and unapologetic of the truth. We pray that you have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us today on Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries. We hope we have answered some of culture's difficult questions using the Bible, God's Word. Please help us get the word out about this new podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to call us at 601-469-2680, or you can email us at embrace.church at yahoo.com.